We all experience the conflict between wanting our children to be more independent and being terrified at the first sign of independence. So how do we strike a balance between giving our children the opportunity to assert themselves and grow as and into independent beings while maintaining parental control at the same time? An essential part of growing up is testing and pushing parental boundaries and gradually gaining more and more independence so that we can become independent and self-sufficient adults. This is increasingly becoming an era of parents micromanaging their children's lives and parents and children have now become accustomed to adults meeting all their children's needs for them. We need to find a balance between allowing children to do things for themselves and providing the necessary support and guidance to ensure that they make good and safe choices. As your child begins to demand more independence and to pull away from you a little, this is the perfect time to teach them responsibility because independence and responsibility go hand in hand. The more responsible your children can show you they have become, the easier it is for you to relax and support their independence. Children begin to demand independence from a very young age. There is no one more willful in this regard than a two-year-old child asserting, I do myself. And how wonderful it is to see them do this. It is your child's job to pull against you and demand this freedom and your job as a parent to drip-feed them their independence in a staged, age-appropriate and developmentally appropriate way, ensuring that you are preparing them adequately along the way. If you can make choices, decision-making and gradual independence a part of your child's upbringing, they will be better prepared to manage and keep themselves safe when they are independent. This is a normal part of your child's journey to adulthood. Children must get to try out new things and take risks, with your guidance and support. You are the expert on your child and nobody knows your child better than you. So trust your instincts and if you believe that your child is ready to walk to the shop or to a friend's house on their own, you can allow this. Give them a time to be back by or an instruction to call when they have arrived safely to reassure you if this helps. Essentially, independence is a process that starts in young childhood and continues into young adulthood and beyond. Create as many safe and controlled opportunities for your child to develop their sense of independence as you can from a young age and gradually increase these as they get older and more responsible. It can be hard as a parent to accept that your child is growing up and pulling away from you. Reflect on how much of your reluctance to give more independence is down to your child and how much is down to your own anxiety. As parents, we can make the mistake of doing things for our children that we know they can do for themselves. Sometimes this is because children are so very good at delay tactics that by the fifth time you've asked them to get dressed for school but they are still sitting at the kitchen table in their pyjamas or wandering around upstairs saying they can't find things, you will flip and end up undressing and dressing them if only to get you all out of the door on time. This is totally understandable, relatable and everyone has been there. But if this becomes a habit, if you are routinely doing things for your child that you know they can quite competently manage for themselves, you risk sending the message that you do not have faith in your child's ability to do things for themselves. This can result in a situation of learned helplessness, whereby your child won't even try to do things for themselves, 
which will have a knock-on effect on their self-esteem and general social skills. Instead, use things like the sand timer or the colour-coded clock. As a last resort, remind them that they are old enough to dress themselves, but if they are late because they choose not to do so, they must tell the teacher themselves why they are late. Remember, your child should want to be independent and you will find this a challenge at times, but you should both try to be open to taking controlled risks by allowing them to try things from a young age. It is good for young children's development to be encouraged to face challenges and engage in risk-taking activities throughout their childhood. As teenagers, their brains are neurologically wired to take risks. So as much as possible, we want to direct them towards positive over negative risk-taking, and this needs to start way before adolescence. Fear conditioning begins early, and it has a gendered lens. Research shows that parents are four times more likely to urge their daughters to be careful about trying something physical while encouraging their sons to do precisely that. This may make our girls less likely than our boys to try challenging physical activities, which are crucial in developing new skills and can lead to a more sedentary and passive lifestyle for girls. The fact is that challenge and risk-taking activities are directly linked to our children's self-esteem. We need to expose our young children to stories and opportunities where courage, exploration and exciting deeds are available to them, If we expose them to appropriate levels of positive risk-taking behaviour, it is almost certain that they will struggle a little and even fail at times. Remember, though, that misadventure means they will learn to try again and that mishap is a fundamental part of early childhood and the pursuit of independence. If your child refuses to try to do things that you know are well within their developmental grasp, but they are showing signs of learned helplessness, it may be a cause for concern but it can absolutely be dealt with by you at home. First, you need to work out why they are reluctant to try new things. Is it because of fear of failure or because they haven't had much opportunity to do things for themselves? Sit down with them and, using positive language, tell them that you are so proud of them and how they are growing up every day. Add that part of growing up is that you get to do some things all for yourself. Say that you are always so proud and happy when you see them trying to do things themselves rather than waiting for you to do them. Suggest you make a list of three to five everyday things that you know they can do for themselves and from now on they will do these things without your help. You can review and increase this list bit by bit and ideally you want to get to a place where your child is identifying what they can do for themselves without your input. There are many practical ways of giving your child opportunities to practice independence. Encourage your child to do the things that they can do for themselves. For example, smaller children need a lot of assistance from adults to reach things and get things. So when there's something your child can get for themselves, perhaps a cup from the counter, the cheese from the fridge or a book from a low shelf, encourage them to do so and praise their efforts. It is always advisable to encourage your children to problem-solve from a very young age, as this facilitates confidence and independent thinking. When your child is struggling with something and asks you to do it or fix it or answer it for them, stop and encourage them to think of a way they can work it out themselves. 
Depending on their age, you could suggest they write a pros and cons list or draw a picture of the choices they have and see which one they think is best for them. Children should be encouraged to make decisions from a young age, from which outfit or shoes to wear, to whether they want chicken or fish for dinner, to choosing which storybook they want before bed. Chores Chores are good for children. They give them a sense of responsibility and independence and a feeling that they are part of a family system bigger than themselves. They learn that part of being in a family is that everyone helps out and children like being able to help. There should always be some chores that children must do without being paid for them. If you want to tie their pocket money to chores, assign additional tasks that you can pay them for doing. When it comes to what age to start assigning chores, the truth is that you can start from as young as two years old. Between two and three years old, they can carry their own nappies to the bin and throw them out, pick up their own toys and put them into a toy box. Between four and five years old, put away their toys, help tidy their bedroom, wipe down the outside of the bin with a damp cloth, put cutlery into the cutlery drawer, carry laundry to the laundry basket, put their pyjamas under their pillow after they are dressed. Between six and seven years old, they can do all of the above and fold towels, carry clean laundry to their bedroom and put it away neatly, straighten the duvet on their bed after they get up, unload the dishwasher, leaving things they cannot reach on the countertop for you to do. Between eight and nine years old, they can do all of the above and set the table and clear the table after meals, wash dishes, take the bin out on bin collection day and bring it back in when it is empty, take care of family pets, feed them, etc., make their bed and tidy their bedroom, and some light dusting. Just because they can do all of these doesn't mean you assign all of these chores. Pick two to three chores that are developmentally appropriate for your child and stick with those, occasionally changing the chores you assign them. This list is not exhaustive. Add to it yourself with what tasks you know your child can do. Once you have identified such opportunities, you may wish to focus in on some priorities rather than giving your child 20 responsibilities all at once. Build in additional time to your daily routine to ensure they get to do their tasks. Praise effort over outcome. Do not freak out if the milk gets spilled on its way to the cereal bowl because milk cartons are heavy to hold until you are used to them. Instead say, sometimes things spill, let me show you how to clean that up so you can do it next time. If your child is unwell or overwhelmed with something else that is going on, modify your expectations accordingly and give them a pass. Pocket money. Pocket money is another good and practical way to introduce independence and responsibility, so it can be useful to plan ahead and start a system young that you can adapt as your child grows, gradually increasing their sense of autonomy and independence in line with their evolving development. I think pocket money is a great idea, and I also believe that you can start giving pocket money at a very young age, certainly from four years onwards. I believe it is good to teach children about money and its value from a young age, along with the importance of saving for larger desired items. It helps them to appreciate that you work for the money to buy them what they need and that things have to be earned and saved for. 
Beyond this, having their own money enables them to make choices, consider options and go into a shop to buy something and interact with sales staff independently. These are important life skills that also help develop a sense of empowerment and confidence that will spill into other areas of your child's life. The many child development benefits to giving your child pocket money include it encourages independence, it helps develop budgeting skills and an appreciation of the value of money. By affording them the opportunity to decide on things they like and want, they are developing a capacity for desire. It can help them develop saving skills. To this end, it is a good idea to start a practice that they automatically save 10% of whatever amount you give them. The amount you give is absolutely up to you and should be influenced by your family's financial situation, but also by your child's age and stage of development. You can decide if pocket money should be earned by doing household tasks, but I would add here that part of being in a family is the expectation that everyone helps out, so I would suggest that there are set chores or tasks that your child is responsible for that they are not paid for, but you could offer them the opportunity to take on additional chores to earn money. If you do this, be consistent with it, and if the chore or task is not done properly, they do not get paid for it.